Anyway, my name's Stan, and I'm the lead pastor here, and I just want to say I am excited to have you in the room. I'm excited to have you online. Thanks for being here today, and I've got a question for you. When you think about Snow White and her seven friends, I think it's politically incorrect for me to call them the other thing, but the seven little friends, which little friend do you identify with the most? We see happy, dopey, sneezy, doc, bashful, and grumpy. So who, who came into place today identifying with grumpy? Yeah? Okay. Thanks, John. We'll set up a counseling appointment later. I, some days I come in feeling pretty grumpy, but would you rather be grumpy or would you rather be happy? Wow. I think we're pretty split. Right? So, uh, so yeah, so hopefully uh, today you're going to understand that you would rather be happy. It's actually better to be happy and to have a life of gratitude. Last week we launched the series uh, of The Grateful Life, and our focus was on unpacking the fact that we need to be aware that a lot of times we just aren't good at expressing our gratitude. We might be good at feeling thankful, but we don't show it enough. And we looked at the goodness of God and reasons that we should be grateful to God. And we looked at uh, a story where Jesus healed 10 lepers. Only one of them came back to be thankful. And we challenged ourselves. We took on a gratitude challenge because we, while we feel thankful, we understand that sometimes it's a little, it takes effort to actually express that. So I gave you a gratitude challenge and I gave you some pointers or ways to cultivate gratitude in your life. Keeping a gratitude journal, starting and ending your day with prayers of gratitude, saying thank you to others, read and meditate on scriptures of gratitude, and hanging out with thankful people. How did you go with that? Did you go all right with that? Anybody more grateful this week than normal? I know some of you were, because I've seen your your social media post. And they were more grateful this week than they usually are. <laughs> so it was great. I actually did enjoy seeing some of the gratitude being expressed because people were putting their gratitude or their, di- their diaries up there of the things they were thankful for. And it was a blessing. Monday night, I got home and uh, uh, Deanna had started dinner. And uh, she was setting a timer using the Google Home thing. Do you know you can do that and tell Google all kinds of things to do for you? She set the timer, and she told Google how long, and I don't remember how long it was. doesn't matter. But when Google said, all right, the timer's set starting now, whatever, Deanna said, thank you. And Google responded. So then for the next five minutes, we kept saying thank you to see how Google would respond. Then I talked to my watch, I'm not going to tell you her name because she'll start talking to me right now. Uh, and, and she was actually more boring anyway, so Google won that gra- uh, receiving gratitude thing. But anyway, we're talking about a grateful life. If you missed last week's message, go back to our social medias. Go to uh, uh, the YouTube channel, our website, the app. You can find there all the things that you've missed out on and uh, sign up for it so you don't miss out anymore. Subscribe, share it with your friends, all those things. Today, I want us to take this whole thing about gratitude and a grateful life up a level, okay? Last week, we worked on, all right, just acknowledging all the good things in our lives and actually expressing gratitude. But today, I want to look at being thankful when things aren't so good. And I'm calling this, how to be grateful when you'd rather be grumpy, 
How can we be grateful when actually our circumstances around us would say, you know what, I'd rather be grumpy right now. I got plenty of reasons to be grumpy right now. Do you have time to listen, right? So but how can we be grateful during those times? And of course, this is church, so we're going to look at the Bible and we're going to see what God has to say about this to how we can be grateful when we'd rather be grumpy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. First thing, right off the bat, we can see that Paul is writing to Thessalonian believers and he says, gratitude is not dependent on your circumstances. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. Look at the verse just before that one. It's so intriguing. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying. Let me stop right there. Paul's writing. And how many of you have always been told you never say never and you never say always, right? Paul didn't understand that. And he's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, so we've got to believe that God wants us to always and never, right? So always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances. The structure of these verses is amazing, and it feeds into what we were talking about last week, because where it says always be joyful, that word joyful is the feeling, that inside thing that we're not letting out yet. That's what joyful is. And the never stop praying, that talks about persistence in prayer, unfailing resolve. And then it says be thankful, right? That's the expression of the gratitude that we talked about last week. But I find these verses just amazing because the first two, always be joyful, never stop praying, deal with time. When should we do these things? The third verse, verse 18, deals with our situation, our circumstances. And that's what we're going to unpack today. Because gratitude is not dependent on our circumstances. It's not contingent on things going well. In the good times, if we remember to express our gratitude, that's fairly easy, right? It's fairly easy as long as we remember. But when things aren't going so well, it gets a little more challenging. How do we be grateful when the car breaks down? How do you be grateful when you wake up sick? How do you be grateful when you lose your job? How do you be grateful when any number of a list of things, even worse than what I've just described, are happening in your life? How do you be grateful in those circumstances? Paul's telling us that even in those challenging times, if we pause, we can find things. We can find reasons to be grateful because this is God's will for us. I want to show you some biblical examples of people who expressed gratitude when they would have had every reason to be grumpy. First of all, we have the, uh, Joseph in Genesis uh, uh, from about chapter uh, 30 onwards or a little bit before that. We see Joseph's life being played out. And Joseph had lots of reasons to be grumpy. He was sold by his brothers into slavery. Anybody experienced that? Actually, some of you may have been sold into slavery. That would make me grumpy. After he was sold into slavery, he was in a guy called, called Potiphar's house. He was his head servant. And Potiphar's wife falsely accused him of trying uh, to rape her. Okay? Again, that's a reason to be grumpy. So Joseph was thrown in prison for this. And... One of the prisoners, he told the, he interpreted prisoners' dreams while he was there. One of them got out, and, he, and Joseph said, hey, remember me when you get out, maybe? And what did he do? He forgot him. So Joseph was left in jail, and then 
Finally, a long, long story short, you can read Genesis, the second half of the book of Genesis, and see this for yourself. But Joseph remained faithful and grateful even to God during all the circumstances. He became the 2IC, the second in charge in Egypt. And then one day his brothers came to him for food. They didn't know who he was. And when he saw them, he revealed himself to them. And he said, you meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. I'm grateful. God saved a whole lot of people because of the bad that you intended, and Joseph could remain grateful. Then we have Hannah. You might have read about Hannah in the book of 1 Samuel. Hannah was having fertility issues. She was not able to conceive a child, and she begged God for a child, and God gave her that child. She gave that child back to God, and her prayer of gratitude can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 2. And then we have Daniel. Daniel was, a Babel, uh, was, take, was taken captive to a city called Babylon. I would say he was a prisoner there. And they made laws that would have insisted that Daniel compromise his faith. And Daniel remained grateful. He remained prayerful three times a day. His same pattern of being grateful to God every day. And it landed him in a lion's den and on and on. You can read those accounts as well. But Daniel stayed consistent and grateful through trials. And then we have Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas in the New Testament. In Acts chapter 16, you read a story where they got thrown in prison in a city called Philippi. And they're thrown in prison. Plenty of reason to be grumpy. Anybody been in prison? It's not a nice place. I hear. I've been there to visit people, but not uh, inside myself. But Paul and Silas were in prison. And rather than be grumpy, what did they do? They prayed and they sang. They sang, I just want to speak the name of Jesus and songs like that. If they were around, that's what they would have been doing. They, they would have just been pouring out their hearts to God, praising God. And God sent an earthquake that opened up the prison so they could escape. No, they didn't escape. They didn't even try to escape. But the prison guard and his whole family came to Christ because they were grateful. You know, sometimes... When we'd rather be grumpy, we can find reasons to be grateful when we look at how God works. This same guy, Paul, he endured heaps of suffering. He was shipwrecked. He uh, was almost beaten to death three times. He was rejected and persecuted. He also had a, a medical issue. He called it his thorn in the flesh. And he prayed to God. He said, I prayed three times that God would take it away, and he didn't. And he said, you know what I learned from that? I learned that in my weakness, God can be glorified. God is strength in my weakness. He found reasons to be grateful. He also said this when writing to believers in Rome. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Paul said, you can be grateful when life gets hard. Because in the end, it's developing endurance. It's strengthening your character. It's strengthening your confidence and your hope of salvation. One more, a guy called Job. Anybody ever heard of Job? Job was a guy in the Old Testament who, who lost everything. He lost his uh, wealth, his health, his family. And despite the overwhelming hardship and encouragement by others for him to give up on God, this is what Job said. In chapter 1, verse 21, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Job found reason to be grateful when life was not that great, okay? You know, as I was thinking about this this week, I remembered when our youngest daughter, Jill, and if you've been around for uh, uh, any length of time, you've heard some of these stories, but if you're new to the place, uh, our daughter, Jill, when she was a teenager, she had two ultra-rare diseases. One's called PNH, and that's the initials, and then the other was aplastic anemia. And Jill, uh, it, it, was, it was touch and go a lot, and we really didn't know that she was going to make it. She didn't know she was going to make it. And I remember one time uh, early on asking Jill, are you mad at God? <laughs> are you mad? That, that's her dad, you know, a ministry guy, you know. It's like, well, maybe you got a reason to be grumpy here, Jill. Your life is pretty, you know, ordinary right now. And she said, why would I be mad at God? That's my only hope. Found reasons to be grateful. As I thought about that and I thought about our own family and how we dealt with that situation, you know, there was lots of reasons to be grateful. I was so grateful we were in Australia when that happened. For those of you online around the world, Australia's got a great medical system. The number two doctor in the world for the diseases that Jill had was right here in Melbourne. Reasons to be grateful when you might would rather be grumpy about some things. So we understand that gratitude is not dependent on our circumstances but wait, there's more. Romans chapter 8 says this. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Here we see that gratitude is fueled by God's cause. It's not dependent on our circumstances and it can be fueled by our focus being on God's cause. He says all things work together for good. Now this verse holds significant importance when we understand the context. The Apostle Paul is writing to believers in Rome and he's talking to them about suffering and trials in their lives and he's saying, hey, when you're going through that, the Holy Spirit is gonna be there with you. And when you don't even know how to pray, we sang a song about that this morning, that even when we don't have the words to pray, God's listening. The Holy Spirit is praying on our behalf, interceding on our behalf. And we can be grateful for that. In the midst of trials and suffering, we can understand that God is causing everything to work together for good. He has a purpose. Now, in case you misunderstand, so that you don't misunderstand, God's not causing the pain. God's not causing the suffering. That's not who God is. But knowing that God will work everything together for good tells us that God can take the pain, he can take the suffering, and he can use those in our lives. He can use those to transform us into the image of Christ and uh, refine our character and deepen our faith. Now, let me just, just give a, a, a simple word of warning here that this verse, we know that all things work together for good, is not a verse to be taken lightly or flippantly and used flippantly when people are struggling. But it's also not a verse to be ignored. See, when we use this verse, it should be used with compassion and sensitivity, acknowledging the pain that people are going through while offering hope. Because friends, if we can focus on the potential outcomes that God might be doing, how he might be using this for our good and for his glory, our trials 
in the midst of our trials, we can find reason to be grateful. See, gratitude in hard times, it's not about denying the hard times. It's not about denying the pain or the suffering or the, the, the deep feelings that, that you're experiencing. But it's about acknowledging that God can bring beauty from ashes. And if you've lived for very long, you might have experienced this. And you see this in other people's lives. He can bring beauty from ashes. It's not about denying the pain. It's about looking forward to the beauty God's creating. It says we can know that God is at work, orchestrating all things together for good, our circumstances to accomplish his will in our lives and the world around us. Back to Jill. Uh, when she was going through, she ended up having a bone marrow transplant. And as she was going through that, her pastor uh, at the time, it wasn't me, uh, asked her, Jill, what's God doing in your life through this? Or what's God teaching you through this? And when that question came out, I thought, wow, man, she's getting a bone marrow transplant, dude. You know, that, that kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> but Jill, she's way more spiritual than I am. Uh, she, she said, you know, I don't know right now. But I hope to know someday. She was looking for reasons to be grateful. How can I be grateful in this? What is God doing in this? On the other side, Jill has continued to express gratitude. So shortly after, once she could be out in public again and everything, she baked cookies and took it back to the hospital to her nurses. Biscuits, by the way, Australians. I'm sorry about cookies. You know what cookies are, though. They're sweet. They're yummy. They're wonderful. Biscuits need gravy. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. Wasn't in the notes. Praise God. Must be from him. Anyway, she took the, the biscuits to the nurses, and they told her, you know, more times than not, we don't get to see our patients on the other side. You know, so that was a blessing to them. She showed them gratitude, and she's continued to, to do all that. And today, Jill's actually starting a new job at the Royal Children's, I think, next week in the pediatric oncology ward. So, yeah. yeah. You know, when we'd rather be grumpy, when we've got every reason to be grumpy, if we work hard at it, if we look just a little bit, we can find reasons to be grateful. So gratitude doesn't depend on our circumstances and it's fueled by God's cause. And those are great principles that we can cling to. But at the end of the day, friends, gratitude is a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. It's not a fleeting emotion, but it's a spiritual dis discipline that has to be cultivated in our lives. We talked about that some last week. It's a choice we can make regardless of our situation. If we go back to the verse in 1 Thessalonians that we started with, it says this, be thankful in all circumstances. We are commanded, we are told to do this. You know what that tells me? If somebody's telling me to do something, that means I've got a choice what I'm going to do with that command or that suggestion that, that he's giving me. I have a choice to make. I can be thankful or I can choose to be grumpy instead. It's not automatic. It takes conscious effort choosing to be grateful. Psalm 118 verse 24 says this. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Every day presents new opportunities for us to be grateful, for us to embrace gratitude. But it says let 
us. That word let means choose. Choose to be grateful. Another area that we may find it difficult to express gratitude is when we feel like we're lacking something. Again, the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 said this, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. And he goes on to say, I know how to live on almost anything or with everything, almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even in times of need, gratitude can bring us inner peace. It's a choice. Like I said last week, it needs to be cultivated. Paul says, I have learned. It wasn't automatic. It's a journey. Gratitude, a grateful life is a journey. Last Sunday night, we had a praise and testimony time as part of the end of our 21 days of prayer. And a lady that doesn't make it out to our, our services very much was here uh, Sunday night. Her name's Glennis. Many of you would know her. Hey, Glennis, if you're online, it's great to see you last week. And during the, the testimony time, Glennis said, you know, I don't get out much anymore. I'm, my health is bad, and I'm pretty much confined to bed. I'm like, wow, this is praise and testimony time. <laughs> you know? And she said, but I'm in my bed. In my house. Wow. You know, if I was confined to bed, I might be grumpy. Glennis found reason to be grateful. And then in the supper time afterwards, she called me over and wanted to talk to me. And it was about one of our global workers who she wondered if that person had enough support or not. And she was asking me, what are we doing to make sure that global worker of ours has enough support? Glennis has every reason to be grumpy. But don't, 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 don't do that because I said so, Glennis. I know you're online watching. But Glennis was grateful for her own situation, but she was also looking at others and worried about others, concerned about others. It's a beautiful story, friends. So what? So what? So today I want to challenge you to shift your perspective on challenges. Gratitude is not confined to our specific circumstances. It's a choice and a spiritual discipline that you and I can cultivate. Choosing gratitude is not an act of denial, but it's an act of faith in God, that we're going to trust God even though our circumstances may not feel that great. And then when we embrace gratitude, it will bring us, allow us to find contentment, to find hope and strength in difficult times. We've looked at a few things that Paul wrote to the Philippian believers. We're going to look at one more because he's telling them how this might play out. How can you be thankful in difficult times? How can you be grateful? He says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I love that part that exceeds anything you understand. Because we're talking about being grateful when we'd rather be grumpy. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to be grateful. Sometimes it would make more sense, humanly speaking, to be grumpy. But Paul says, 
Don't worry about anything. It's to pray about everything. So here's what Paul says. First of all, stop worrying. Stop worrying. You know, when we consider worry, statistics have been done. Studies have been done about worry. And uh, I could give you a long list of how this all plays out. But at the end of the day, only 8% of the things that you and I worry about actually happen. 8%. That means 92% of your worrying and my worrying is wasted energy and creating anxiety inside of you for no reason. Then Paul says, see, he says, stop worrying and then start praying. And I'm not going to elaborate on that because we just finished a whole series on prayer. If you want to understand how to pray, go back and listen to that series. But Paul said, stop worrying. So fulfilling that anxiety, just start praying. Give it to God. Then he says this. He says, thank God in all things. You know, again, studies have been done. And did you know that being thankful is good for your health? Thankful people are more healthy than grumpy people. Grateful people are more happy than grumpy people. So in every circumstance, no matter how bad it is, you can give thanks to God because his purpose is bigger than the problem. He's going to give you power to overcome the problem. And you're going to grow through the experience. We can be thankful in all the circumstances. Then Paul goes on to say this in verse 8. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So finally, Paul says, after he said, stop worrying, start praying, give thanks to God in all things. He says, think about the right things. Again, it's healthy. You reduce stress when you think about things that are are, are, are pure and right and honorable and true and lovely and admirable. It actually makes you a more healthy person, mentally, emotionally, which is tied to your physical health as well. Think about the right things. Reduce your stress there. So as we're wrapping up today, I want to encourage you. If we embrace gratitude as a choice and cultivate it as a spiritual discipline, In doing that, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find blessings in unexpected places, places that you would have thought, oh, I need to be grumpy. You're going to find reason to be grateful. You're going to find that it helps you develop resilience as a person. It's going to strengthen your endurance and your character. And then lastly, you're going to experience, oh, look at this, it's beautiful. You're going to experience a deeper connection with God even in the face of life's trials. Say that again. If you can embrace gratitude as a choice, cultivate it as a spiritual discipline, then you're going to find blessings. You're going to develop resilience and experience connection. Father, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you that you teach us that when we're living this life that can present us with lots of uh, opportunities to be grumpy, There are many, many reasons to be grateful. And Lord, help us to apply that to our lives. Lord, I pray this week that as we go through our life, every time that we are faced with a choice to be grateful or to be grumpy, that we would choose gratefulness. Lord, even when it's hard and even when it doesn't make any sense, help us to choose gratefulness. Help us to praise you for what we hope to learn about our situation in the future. Lord, thank you for the examples in your word. Thank you for the examples in our lives of people around us 
who have chosen to be grateful as an example for us. When they could have been grumpy. Help us, Lord, to be grateful people so that when people encounter us and we're going through difficult situations and they know that, they will be able to look at us and, and wonder, what's wrong with that person? Why are they grateful? And then we can tell them it's because of you. It's because of your son, Jesus. And we can say, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. But blessed be the name of the Lord in Jesus' name, amen.